Welcome to the Life Unlimited Podcast with Larry Heller. You deserve complete financial advice so you can confidently live your life your way for life. Now, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome to Life Unlimited with Larry Heller from Heller Wealth Management. Larry, how are you today? I'm doing terrific, Eric. How are you? I'm good. I've got, it's it's that time of year, Larry. I did the summer cut. I'm kind of like you're my mentor at this point, so I <laughs> took the hair all the way down. It's so much cooler. It's just, it's been hot. So it's, it's nice to have that uh, fresh start. Yes, I understand. Well, I, I don't have a choice in the matter, but but it is not it, it is it is nice that we're getting some spring weather here. So, yeah, yeah looking forward to that in the summer. Well, speaking of fresh starts, you have another guest on the podcast, and you're allowing me to read the bio. So I'm going to get to that if that's okay with you. That's okay with me. All right, here we go, and I, I, I want to make sure I say this right. Alyssa Panitz is the only divorce journalist solely committed to helping others navigate this major life transition by exclusively covering every angle of this topic. Alyssa writes a daily column on divorce for Authority Magazine on Medium. She also serves as a content edit editorial producer for the National Association of Divorce Professionals and was former co-host of All Things Divorce on Clubhouse. Most recently, Alyssa has been able to reach an even wider audience through her role as creator, writer, producer, and host of a national radio show called The Divorce Hour with Alyssa Panitz that airs every Saturday and Sunday on CRN Digital Talk Radio and then on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and Alexa. While navigating many of the hurdles that come with divorce, Alyssa has developed both an emotional and practical insight to this transition, which she is passionate about sharing with others. Alyssa fully understands the ups and downs of the journey and is making it her mission to help educate, guide, empower, comfort, and build confidence to others going through this painful experience. Alyssa Panitz is the divorce journalist. That's a great title. Alyssa, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. And thank you for having me. Did, did I get those things right? I want to make sure I, I, I mean, that was a great bio. Um, did I read everything right? <laughs> yes, you did. Thank okay. you. Well, I'm going to sit back like the audience and, and listen. Larry, thank you so much for bringing on the show. Take it away. Uh, you're welcome. Thanks, Alyssa, for joining on the show today. So when I'm talking about divorce, I mean, some of the things that you pointed out there in the bio, Eric, just come through, you know, besides being so-called expert on a particular topic area, when, when people are passionate about helping other people kind of go through their journey, it just comes through when you talk about that. So when I think of Alyssa, that's the first thing that I that I think of is she just wants to get out there and help people more than just being a journalist. So so I thought let's bring her on and her expertise on, and then we'll just have a conversation of the do's and the don'ts when you're facing a divorce. So Alyssa, thank you so much for uh, for joining me today. No, thank you again for having me. Let's just jump right in. So. Right from the beginning, we're going to start with the first do and don't question. So your spouse tells you they want a divorce. What are the few things now that you should that you should do, Alyssa? Learn about the money. I scream this to anybody and everybody who asks. It is so important uh, that people not only know what they have, but maybe what they don't have, because people think they have it, but they really don't. And the best way to do it is to start becoming your own investigator. 
and really start learning about bank accounts, credit cards, any kind of investment accounts. You really have to have a handle on these things. Well, and why is it important that to really have a handle on this thing, especially if you're not you know, familiar with them? Yeah. And, you know, so many people, especially women, I think I was talking to an expert recently and there's about 90 percent of all women who go through a divorce who don't guilty as charged. I was one of them. And it is probably the most important component next to your children if you have minor children. Why? Well, you're in New York you're going to start to fill out what's called a statement of net worth. So it's going to everything from what everybody makes to what everybody spends to what everybody has, maybe debts people owe. And you really need to know those numbers. You're going to be filling out a stack of paperwork and you need to have answers to everything. Also, it helps the lawyers when it comes to here in New York, equitable distribution, divide everything between both sides. And listen, We can't do anything without money. I mean, I can't even turn on this laptop to have a conversation with you. I need to buy a laptop. And guess what? I need electricity to power it up. So anything and everything that we do requires money. And if you wanna get money, especially money you're entitled to, well, you have to know where it is and what you have. Well, and how do they go about, how do they go about doing that? Well, this is, you know, it's so funny. People say all the time, oh, I dream of being an FBI agent, an investigative reporter, or a detective. Well, now you can. And it's really as easy as looking at the mail. And I just recently had a woman say, well, my husband always gets it. I said, well, guess what? You can go on to the U.S. Postal Service and sign up to get screenshots of the mail coming in and it's free. You don't have to pay for it. I'm like, and they'll start sending you everything that's coming to your home. You may know of certain accounts that you have, such as a credit card, because everybody uses credit cards. Well, the company ask for a balance. Look to see what's been charged. You may know your local bank because you and your spouse bank there. Walk over there, sit down with a representative, get account balances, look to see what the inflow and the outflow has been of those accounts. Your home, I always say CYA, you know what that means. You may want to do a title search to make sure there are no liens on the home. You don't want any surprises in a divorce. You want to go in with all your knowledge and knowledge, as we know, is power. And again, it helps streamline the process. And really, as as anybody will tell you, a divorce boils down to two things, settling up child's custody and visitation if you have minor children. And the biggest component is, and I'll say it again, the money, the money, the money. Yeah, so I'm going to add, you know, a couple of those dues to the money, the money, the money, because not everybody, not even, even though we're talking about it, not everybody even understands some of the things that you just mentioned. So reach out for help. So if you're going through it, if using an attorney, they're going to provide you with a statement that you want to complete. But there are other resources to do. There are accounts and there are forensic specialists that can help you with this and, and specialize in divorces as, as well. Is that correct? Correct. So people always say to me, if they feel somebody's going to file for divorce, or they know they need to file for a divorce because the marriage isn't working out. So I should first run to an attorney. And I tell them all the time, no, your first stop should be to an accountant. It should be to your financial planner 
Or you may want to also make sure one of them, or you may want to look for one, is what's called a CDFA, a Certified Divorce Financial Analyst, because they're really trained to look for the things that you need to start gathering. And these people can help you start getting these documents in place. It's a lot cheaper to work with them than it is your attorney. Your attorney, when you retain them, get what's called a retainer. And it can be eaten up very quickly because not only are you paying for their time, you're paying for the staff's time. So every time they're having any kind of correspondence with you or the other side's attorney, that's eating into that pot, as well as them funneling out the work to get this information for you. And again, by bringing on a team, which again goes back to an accountant or your financial planner or CDFA, believe it or not, it is actually a lot cheaper. In terms of forensic accounting, I tell people that you should absolutely use it if you feel there's a lot of marital waste and you need to track it down because you are going to have to present it to the other side. Yeah. So I guess the first don't then is don't rush to contact an attorney because I guess that's what everyone you know, what everyone that their reaction would be is I got to get an attorney start with. So you're saying your first don't is don't contact an attorney right away or, or make sure that you look at the money and talk to some other advisors while you're talking to an attorney. Absolutely. Because one of the first things the attorney is going to ask is, do you have children? If there are minor children, they're gonna start talking to you about custody, visitation, what they now call a parenting plan. But the one thing that they're gonna to wanna to know about, and I say the word over and over, the money, the money, the money. And so it will help streamline things and keep your monthly invoices down if you already say to them, here, I have it right here, and they can start looking at it. Right, and the attorneys, are not really experts when it comes to the money. I mean, we mentioned valuation, but if one spouse or the both of you own a business, you're going to need a valuation. If you own multiple properties, you're going to need valuations. Um, and things are changing. I've just talked to an attorney and now it's getting a bit more complicated with cryptocurrency and NFTs. So knowing what you have and you know, knowing the money is, is critical, but also getting the right proper valuations on all these assets. Yeah. And the whole cryptocurrency thing is still very new, especially when it comes to divorce. Yes. You always, uh, when it comes to cryptocurrency, spouses like hiding money because it's very hard to track. But the one thing that they can tell you is that money went out maybe of, out of a marital account into a cryptocurrency account. I tell people, don't try to figure out what the value is. It may be very hard and costly to determine. Just look to see what went out to funnel it and focus on that. You know, in a divorce, it comes down to checks and balances. You can't fight every fight, but the, you just need to keep your eyes on what's right in front of you. And if what's in front of you is a spouse withdrew, let's say $10,000 to open a cryptocurrency account, Focus on that number. Don't go chasing a blockchain because it will be very costly and you may not even get a real value. Yes. And I know you mentioned women there too. It's mostly women, but we've had a few actually stay-at-home dads where the, 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 the wife was the 
financial expert in there. And the husband needed a lot of help as well, learning what to do on the finances. So it, it does happen, but it's like you said, it's probably more, more of the women, but let, let's kind of, you know, get off the money for a second and let's talk about some of the other do's and don'ts that you should do. So give me an example, Alyssa, on, on something, again, somebody was just told you they want a divorce and besides the money, what else should they do? Well, if you are a parent and you have children, don't bash the other side to your children. Your children always see you as mom and dad. And, you know, when you do sit down to tell them their lives are going to be turned upside down, I don't care the age. I mean, you know, it is so difficult for whether it's minor children or adult children to hear this. And what they don't need is they don't need you sharing your personal thoughts. This is between you and your spouse, not your children. Your children are innocent in all this. Their only job is to love you both. Your job is to love them and, you know, leave all things like that with your spouse between the two of you and behind closed doors. Second, I always try to tell people another big don't stay off social media, social media, bad. Before we, go there, before we go there, I want to go, go back to the children there. She said, you know, don't bash your other spouse, but, but let's talk about a zoo. How do you hand speaking to, you know, children, especially minor, minor children? Well, you know, the most important thing children need is reassurance. Their whole lives are about to unravel, especially minor children when everybody's been in the same home for so long. And the most important thing you can do is reassure them that everything's going to be okay. So a lot of experts we have interviewed, not only in my column, but on the show, always say, just because things are not working out with mommy and daddy doesn't mean anything changes. I'm always your mom. I'm always your dad. We always love you. And you know what? We are always, always a family. Yes, things may at one point look a little different, but we are still a strong unit. And you have to preach that to children over and over. They don't need to know the real reasons. You know what? This is where parents have to kind of step up and be a parent. And I can't stress that enough. And just, I always say, make it as easy as possible on them. You know, if, if one side was you know, strain and, and had uh, an extramarital flare. Another one was dealing with some addiction issues. Another one just did some illegal stuff that was putting the family in harm's way. Your kids don't need to know that. They just need to know that mom and dad are going on separate paths, but you are always going to be loved. And we are going to work together to find solutions to everything. And you kids don't need to worry about one thing and kids shouldn't worry about one thing. Um, no, that's great. That's great. That's great advice. You know, it, it, unfortunately, it is an emotional, you know, extremely emotional aspect going through a divorce. And it's not always easy to be level headed. And you sure don't want to take this out on your, your children. And you want to be able to prepare them and talk to them in the right manner. So, I always uh, tell so parents to play role reversal. You know, picture if your parents were sitting there having this conversation with you at you know, let's say your child's age. I mean, how would you feel if they were spewing all these horrible things about, you know, oh, your mother's this, this, and this, oh, your dad's this and this, how would that make you feel? And there's a wonderful movie that really touches a lot upon this. And it's Ellen Bruno's 28 minute documentary called Split, where she interviewed children under the age of 12 in a room 
one-on-one -on -one about how their parents' divorce impacted them. And I mm -hmm. tell people, find 28 minutes and watch this. It's a game changer. And it really will make you think twice about saying things that you shouldn't. Great, great recommendation. What was the name of that for our audience again, Melissa? Ellen Bruno is the filmmaker and it's called Split. And there is a sequel coming out. I think it's maybe this summer. It hasn't been announced yet, but she has been working on a sequel and she's going to follow the same children uh, years later. Oh, very interesting. So we started to talk about some of the don'ts there. And I guess one of the don'ts you said was don't go on social media. What do you mean by, what do you mean by that? Well, don't share anything about your divorce. Again, this is, you want to go out with your girlfriends, your guy friends, and you want to, you know, kind of vent. That's one thing, but not in a public forum. And there's a few reasons for this. One, you don't need everybody knowing uh, your dirty laundry. Two, especially if you have children, you know, the parents are reading it. They're sharing it with their kids. Their kids are coming to school telling your kids if children are adults and maybe, you know, people that they work for know their parents and they're seeing this play out on social media. And not only that, it's slander, it's hurtful. It can really be damaging to somebody's career and their mental and emotional health. That's not fair. And I get it. Sometimes divorces get ugly and you have two sides that have a lot of bitter feelings, but really, do you really think anybody cares about reading this when you're putting it out there? I always say, send yourself an email write yourself an email, pretend this is like a post and send it to yourself. That's it, you know? And, and you feel like you're getting it out, but you're not getting it out. And one, it protects everybody. And it goes back to what I told you before, you know, your focus should be your children. And you should always say to yourself, how would my children view this? Not favorably. Absolutely. So what are some other non-financial do's and don'ts that the audience should know about, Alyssa? Well, one do, and this is something that I was talking to you about earlier, is, you know, do start developing a life for yourself. And what do I mean by that? So I'm going to use, I'm going to use, you know, let's say the mom, and I'll use myself, for example, you know, if my kids are with the other side, I say to myself, my schedule just freed up. I'm not busy with carpools and running them all over and doing errands. You now have you time. And whether it's you, the mom, or you, the dad, use that time wisely. And I try to tell people, start work, uh, start meeting new friends. And you can do this very easily. Now, here's where social media can do some good and there can be beneficial. There's a lot of groups out there that people are finding through social media. It could be a hiking group, a biking group. Uh, women like to play Mahjong. Guys like sports, such as basketball or football. Start finding them. You may want to call your local church. You may want to call a temple or, or a Jewish organization you're affiliated with. Ask them, you know, do you have any divorced parents? Ask your friends if they know anybody who is divorced that they can introduce you to and start taking advantage of building a new network, or as I call it, a support system. So when your kids are with the other side, you can start meeting people and doing things for you. You're going to be surprised how much happier you're going to be when you start rewarding yourself with these things. And when the kids come home, you're going to look more relaxed. You're going to be happy and you have so much more to share with them. Yeah. Like when you say most of the financial is the women who need some help, I would say here it's just the opposite because a lot of the men, their social media 
their social interactions, their social events came through the spouses, the, the wives who made all the plans. So uh, it's important for the, the, the men to try to figure out, you know, where can they find some connections along those lines? So it was, it's on both, both spouses there to find some other interests and things that they're going to enjoy. Absolutely. And, you know, the older we get, the more our friends, everybody's married, everybody's juggling kids. And when you live in the suburbs, that's what married people do. They move to the suburbs. So it can feel very isolating when all of a sudden you feel you're the only one going through a divorce. And you may feel weird going out, you know, with your couple friends. They may feel weird, like with you there. Like, are we allowed to invite her? Are we allowed to be friends with him? You know, maybe just seeing them one on one, like if you're a girl, you're friends with the wife, maybe the two of you get together with coffee uh, and then the husband gets together with the husband, maybe on a guy's night. But again, I'll go back to these events. And, you know, that's one thing that I'm starting to do right now. And people can get a lot more information by going to my Instagram at Alyssa Panitz, because we are all through the month of June, we're going to start having events for people because it is very difficult. You know, what are you going to do? Go to a bar? When you're much older, nobody does that anymore, especially with COVID. Everybody, what? They rely on the internet for their information or things like dating or meetups. So, you know, it's so important to use it again for good when you're going through a divorce. And you can find so many different activities and organizations to join to start meeting new friends. Yeah. So I'm going to throw out one other do that came to mind when you were talking there, and that's reaching out to, don't be afraid to reach out to a therapist and to have somebody to, to speak to, to talk about what's going on, you know, profession on a professional matter. So I'm guessing you're going to agree with, you're going to agree with me on that do correct, Alyssa. Absolutely. This is such an important piece of the puzzle. And I remember that, you know, when I started my own divorce, that was one of the first things they told me, do you have a good therapist? Your attorney's not your therapist. Just remember that. And, you know, you may talk to some of your friends, but unless they've walked in your shoes, they may not know how to help you, guide you and support you. And also they may not be a mental health expert. So some of the challenges you may face, they may not have the right advice. Their heart may be in the right place, but they don't have the right advice. Talking to somebody who is well-versed in this space and has a lot of experience can help you and sort through all the different things you're going to face as you're going through this transition. So let, let's kind of move forward. Any other do's and don'ts you think our audience should know about off the bat? Well, I think the other do is always try to have a positive attitude, especially in front of your children. And I know it's hard. And I know there's going to be days you don't want to get out of bed, there were days I couldn't even get off the floor. I was like in a ball crying, but never in front of my children. And, you know, you have to keep a very positive outlook, even when things may seem so dark. Why? Because this is temporary and this is not forever. This will never define you. You should look at this as an opportunity to start over. Somebody once did a really great exercise with me, and I share this all the time. I always say, get a piece of paper and it's blank. And, you know, people will look at it and be like, I don't get it. I'm like, now go get some crayons or some markers and think about how you want your life to look, go design it. So again, it goes back to what we were talking about, taking up hobbies, maybe changing a job, maybe for people who are out of work, maybe going back even part-time, 
you know, it's stimulation with, you know, colleagues, people who are age, people who have other interests can be very beneficial and always try to keep a positive, positive outlook. I did. And it's hard, but you know, you have to. Yeah, that, that's great. What about for, for you know older people that are going through divorce? We're seeing a lot of what I'm calling gray divorce yeah. out there. Any specific do's and don'ts for them that are maybe a little bit different than for someone with younger children? Well, I think the first do is, you know, try to remember all the good. I know that's, but you know what? You did get married to this person. You did start a family with this person and there were good times and try to keep that. I know if there could be challenging circumstances in the front. And again, look at all the things that you still have yet to accomplish and to do. I always say to people, get out a notebook and write a list of all the things that maybe you never got the opportunity to take part in that maybe now you can. You know, there's a lot of communities now for let's say the 50 plusers and whether it's in Florida or up here in the tri-state and they're always organizing all sorts of activities. It could be like a card night, it could be a walking group, but people nowadays have so many opportunities regardless of their age to meet people. And that also goes with dating. Um, you know, you have, you have all these websites that are not geared just for 20 year olds, but for every demographic. I mean, I know people who are dating in their seventies and I think it's great and I think it's wonderful. So to me, age is a state of mind. And in terms of the money, you know, at this stage in the game, just try to be fair to everybody. You know, it's, it's, there's so much anger in the world and we see it every day on the news. Try to leave it out of your divorce. Believe it or not, it's very costly and nobody wins. <laughs> right. I mean, again, for people that are going through this the divorce, is sometimes it gets so emotional. It's hard to kind of listen to a lot of these do's and don'ts. I'm, I'm sure you wish you knew all these do's and don'ts when you first went through your divorce. So l listen to this, go through that and take a step back before you make any, you know, rash and emotional De decisions that you're going to, you're going to regret because you will get through this time. Absolutely. And, you know, people don't realize when you're fighting over the petty stuff, it gets costly. And so think about what it is you're really fighting over. You're fighting over a television. Really? It's going to cost you more to have your lawyer call the other side and argue it. Then you go into Costco now and they have great deals where you can buy a TV for a couple hundred bucks, which is probably cheaper than what your, uh, your attorney charges an hour. And you know what? Start fresh. I remember that, you know, when I relocated and I left and, you know, we sold the marital home and I came to, you know, my new residence, I remember thinking, huh, you know, what am I going to do to decorate? And my kids were so excited at the thought that they could take over. And we sat on the internet and we found all this fun stuff and it doesn't even have to be expensive. And I get it. You know, you're going from a two income household to now a single income household. Ray divorces, a lot of people are on fixed incomes, but there are so many options out there where you can start over, start fresh and make everything fabulous. Awesome, these are great ideas. One, one more don't for us for the audience, if you can think of one, Alyssa. Don't put your kids in the middle. People do it all the time. Absolutely. That should be the number one don't out there is not to put your kids, you know, kids in, in the middle of this. So, uh, so th these are, you know, these are all great, uh, you know, great suggestions. Uh, so listen to this, watch this, um, review this 
and hopefully learn from some of these do's and don'ts that Alyssa is uh, talking about today. So, um, so Alyssa, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if someone me. wants to kind of reach out to you or see you, where can they, where can they find you? Well, on Instagram, it's at Alyssa Panitz. You can find the radio show also on Instagram at The Divorce Hour. The show airs every Saturday on CRN Digital Talk Network. Uh, we always post the link. It's uh, crntalk.com. And we're on uh, Saturday, 1 o'clock Eastern. We repeat Sunday, 8 o'clock Eastern. And then from there, we go off into podcast world. So people can download it on Spotify, Google Podcast, iTunes, and they can ask Alexa. And if they go onto my website, alyssapanitz.com, they'll see all my columns there. And I think you're there as well. And mm -hmm. every day, as you know, we tackle something new. So it's either the planning of the divorce, you're in the thick of the divorce, or like we just talked about, you know, my after divorce life. Awesome. Thank you, Alyssa. And, and as you get close to finalizing divorce or after the divorce on our website, Hello Wealth Management, we have a, a great checklist. That's a 10 step checklist of all the things that you kind of want to think about after your divorce is redoing your will, insurance, investments. There's a lot of different things that need to be put into place as you as you finalize your divorce. So you can check that out on our website. We'll put a link to, the, to that as well. So thank you again for joining us today, Alyssa. This has been uh, been a pleasure and hopefully our audience loved it. Thank you again for having me. This has been fantastic. Alyssa, thank you so much for being here. Larry, I'm going to bring up one other thing that I didn't hear you say right at the end there. Make sure that you speak to somebody about your beneficiaries. Right. You've told me that before. Yeah. After the divorce. Yeah. So we've told we've had yeah. you know, so there's a lot of other podcasts on that you that you can listen to on our web on on our website talking about we didn't even get into talking about whether you want to use a mediator or an attorney mm -hmm. and collaboratives a lot of different there's a podcast about there and then we did do the podcast about with the checklist and things you need to do afterwards with changing your beneficiaries on your um, retirement accounts and life insurance there's a lot of other things that you can Absolutely. do after that so uh, so we do have a separate podcast on on, on there uh, that I just want to mention but I want to kind of leave today is the do's and don'ts as you're going through a divorce and some of the little tidbits that Alyssa has given you as you're going through one. Yep. That is fantastic. Alyssa, thank you so much for being here. And of course, Larry, thank you so much for facilitating this and bringing her on as a fantastic guest. And our last thank you goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the life unlimited podcast with Larry Heller. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Larry comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And this is really, really good and very important to share this one with your friends and family. If you know somebody who's going through this, please share this podcast with them. They'll get so much value out of it. Again, thank you for listening today. For everyone at Hello Wealth Management, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.